You're listening to North Star, your underground podcast to financial freedom. Views expressed on North Star are not necessarily the views of its ownership, management, or staff. Programming is brought to you in part by Once Fiduciary. For all of your business planning and family office needs, go to trustonce.com or call them at 307-263-0760. That's 307-263-0760 or trustonce.com. Yo. Well, all right, all right. We are back. Yes, indeed. Monsieur the, le Professor. Ah, uh, the evil doctor business. How are we doing? Ah, uh, look, I uh, swell very well. <laughs> this is fantastic. We're looking at a little bit of snow up where I'm at right now. Oh. I guess we're going to come in like a lion and go out like a lamb, I believe the saying is. Yeah, uh, you know, better you guys than us. You know, we don't have... We don't even have road saws around here, so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, it, 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 you know, it's typical down south weather. Uh, three days warm and two days cold, and mm-hmm. you know the next day is uh, is lukewarm. You know, it's it's. Uh, we were we were up to eighty degrees this weekend. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, the front came through yesterday, and so uh, now we're back down again. Uh, and temperature, so it's just uh, evidently Ooh. the way it operates down here. Yeah. yeah, the trees are confused. They don't know whether to bloom or not. They're so uh, bloom or not, right? Take a break or wait for the next next warm warm weather to spring through, right? Yeah, they just don't know. And, and I mean, we needed some of this rain to beat down some of the pollen that's already started to show. Uh, mm. Because it was, it's been wreaking havoc on everybody. Everybody I talk to is wreaking havoc on. Ooh, and get that, uh, get the hay fever and the uh, the allergy season started and going in. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm just uh, glad I'm not st- still living in. I don't regret uh, not living in Austin this time of year because they used to have what was called cedar fever, and uh, that cedar was an invasive form of cedar, and this not even it's the small brush kind it's not even the heavy wood kind that you can use in building anything it's just it's just useless other than it tried to impregnate your nose that's all it's trying to do (laughs) they're making you miserable in the process wow cedar fever (laughs) cedar fever so i mean it it, i I got used to it after a while but at first it really hit hard Uh, um Yeah. So, hey, you've uh, you've actually uncovered uh, quite the story that's unfolded. I guess it's it's been all over the hip hop world as of yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we uh, we like to uh, pull stories uh, here on the podcast um, that we can uh, pull a little life lesson from and a financial lesson from. And so. Uh, Mr. Tory Lanez, um, to some of our fans who might not know, he's a uh, Canadian rapper. And, um, you know, you might have heard him in the news. He, he had some uh, some situations with uh, Megan Thee Stallion. He's uh, been in some other scenarios as well. Um, 
But uh, the reason why we're bringing it to our attention, because something that here that would affect our listeners and almost anybody really, and uh, an important topic is how important anonymity is um, when you're building your wealth, um, because you could easily be a target. So uh, our man, Mr. Tory Lanes, is being uh, sued uh, foreclosure on his uh, condo, about a million dollars he owes on it. I think it was worth either 1.2 or 1.3 million. And he's being sued. And uh, I had gave you a call earlier this week because I was like, hey, um, this guy's real name is on here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. his, uh, his, um, his stage name, Tory Lanez, but his actual name, which is being printed all over um, hip hop media and uh, even regular uh, news feeds is Daystar Peterson. And I was like, uh, I called you a bit confused. And I was like, hey, this, this guy didn't put the proper things in place right because nobody should just you know court documents become public records and nobody should just be able to walk in and get your real name if if you don't want them to have it right that's right i i didn't know i realized it took me a minute to realize when we were talking that daystar is his real name and tory lanes was his stage name you know (laughs) i mean i I want daystar for a name that's great you know Yeah, yeah, that would have made a better stage name for him, right? Eh? You know, Daystar, Shimuel, Shua, uh, whatever, you know, like, golly, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, they definitely included both names on the suit and likely so that way they can keep the door open mm-hmm. and and follow that suit for deficiency because that's what they're looking for. They're going to foreclose uh, if they've got a strong case. And then uh, when they short sell or or they do the bank sale, in this case, the finance company sale, they're going to end up with a deficiency. Mm. Uh, and so then he has to make up the balance to make them whole. Mm. And so by including that stage name, they're ensuring that they can open that suit up uh, later on for deficiency judgment and likely go after his intellectual holdings. Uh, so any royalties that he has out of his music will will be garnished in order to make up for that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so he gets his he gets the uh, the assets as uh, at risk as well. Yes. Um, when everything is attached to you. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. If I were in his shoes, mm. what I would have done was as soon as he you know started to make uh, make money off of his deals was you know i would have i would have actually created a private family trust company you, you know our uh, our underwriters at once fiduciary they're they're great about this it's automatic to them and they actually set you up with a private family trust company so it's essentially your own trust company that right. you control but it's completely anonymous mm-hmm. so then when, when you go get the condo in miami mm-hmm. it it shows up on the deed as uh uh you know, fill in the blank private family trust company, trustee of the, and then uh, we always say, put the property address as the name of that trust. So you know what it's for. Right. And then, you know, so it's the, the 28, whatever condo Miami trust. Right. And, uh, and so that way when he's, you know, when somebody sues for foreclosure, they have to, uh, they have to sue the trustee, which is the private family trust company. Mm. And if they go to certain jurisdictions that we favor, the only thing that they're going to see is the uh, actual uh, uh, registered agent to serve that suit notice for. 
Mm-hmm. So what happens is that the press doesn't realize who it's for, uh, at least not initially, mm-hmm. to go and report about this like this because this business is everywhere. Right. What, right. what would have had to have happened is that some that some nosy journalist would have mm-hmm. had to forensically attach that condo to him. They would have had to do a stakeout and wait for him to show up. And does he have a key? And, you know, mm-hmm. is he in and out? And that kind of thing. And then deduce that, oh, it's his. Right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who does things correctly, has the checks he trusts. We mm-hmm. only know that only because he's been spotted essentially at his house. Ah. You know, but even, even with that, if he were to actually... Uh, uh, create a separate private family trust company for other holdings out there like created more than one one for his house and then and then turn around and and uh go to an actual trust company for some of his other stuff we wouldn't know mm. we'd only we we would only be able to crack the code on his house and still wouldn't know his other holdings right. uh as per se unless he unless he announced and right. same thing with same thing with this young brother you know he uh and, and then the other thing is that he needs to keep his royalties in another trust, preferably offshore. Nah. And, and that way, when they try to go after the royalty holders, they have to go and file a, another suit in that country that does not acknowledge the foreign judgment. Mm. Then they have to pay a, a $100,000 bond mm. and they have to pay that attorney's yearly salary up front. Right. That's provide and then and then that's provided that two years haven't lapsed since they've decided to pursue or find where they can file that deficiency judgment to actually garnish his royalties. Ah. And, so and that, again, again, that's what once fiduciary does our underwriters. They they understand how to do that and which jurisdictions mm-hmm. to go to to bring your your holdings. So right. yeah, it, it just pays to get it done up front, get the anonymity in peace. And, and make people have to forensically attach you to things, not just based on a court document and then being able to see exactly who it is. Right, right. Yeah. This, this, is, this is good. So in this case, had he done it the right way, this, uh, this foreclosure would have went through and mm-hmm. nothing would have triggered the nosy reporters going through uh, the court documents that are being filed day after day. Cause you know, they got the little intern down there just looking through, looking for interesting names. That's right. No name would have popped up that they would have recognized, right? It would have been attached. Uh, the the su- uh, the suing party would have, have, uh, would have had to only list what was actually on the deed, which would have been his trust right mm-hmm. which would have went back to his private family trust company and like you said unless you attached them to that well hey i i you know maybe eventually like you said they would but he would have been protected and he would have had more time instead of having all your business blasted on at a time where he probably doesn't want the negative press that's right see what he could have done mm-hmm. is that the private family trust company is anonymous so mm-hmm. then a lawyer from that private family trust company shows up at the proceeding. Ah. No, not him. So, ah. yeah. So the trustee, the company is represented by then a lawyer to, to defend it. Mm-hmm. So then it's another boring attorney. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it does give you the ability to say, you know, uh, it, as, as the rapper to say, you know what? I just pay rent to this place. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't own it. 
and, mm. and still be telling the truth because a trustee owns it technically according to law. You know, it's not it's not my foreclosure. Whoever whoever owns this condo, I'm paying them rent. I don't know what they're doing with their money. <laughs> you know, that's what he could have lied and said, and nobody could have proven otherwise. Right, right. And then uh, let's say he was running into a little bit of trouble here with this deal. The fact that his royalties would have been rerouted offshore. The royalties right. are seven. So in, in terms of getting satisfaction for whatever judgment they might get uh, uh, to him, um, he can, um, uh, he can, uh, I forgot the term that you usually use to say uh, he's got to make it whole. Um, oh, deficiency judgment. Yeah, yeah. So any deficiency judgment that they wouldn't, it's not immediately onto the royalties. The royalties would be going to an offshore company. And again, that is way more paperwork, way more hoops to jump through to try That's to right. get it attached to that. That's right. That's right. Our, our favorite saying is the juice worth the squeeze. Right. Is the juice worth the squeeze? And after a while, somebody might be like, eh, it's not. You know what? We'll take what we get from here and write the rest off. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's that's how you do that. Now, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not a rapper and that sounds sophisticated and not a, you know, well, you actually don't, we keep saying this, you don't have to be a millionaire to put these structures in place. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, it, it should just be a basics. Everybody should have this structure in place, right? It's almost, uh, it's almost, I heard a saying once, you know, everybody needs a place to live, right? Like houses are just not for wealthy people. They're just different structures. That's but right. everybody needs a place to live. You wouldn't imagine somebody saying, well, hey, it's not, we would all acknowledge like, no, we don't want anyone to be homeless, right? That's everybody right. should have a place to live. So this is sort of the same thing with money. Every Everyone should have a structure and you don't need the most sophisticated structure. And I think that's that's part of the way the industry holds our culture out is they're like, hey, yeah, no, we don't, we don't talk to people for less than 50 million, 100 million. And so you start to believe you know, imagine if we believe that, well, houses are people for, you know, houses are only for people with 50 million. We'll just live in tents. What? No, right? Yeah. Uh, houses and decent living is for everybody and your money needs to, to live and operate someplace. And so everyone should have a structure, whether you have a small little apartment structure, maybe a small little condo or co-op structure. And then later on, you can move into a house and then move up into your McMansion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And when, and when you move into that McMansion, it's well guarded uh right. structurally as well as uh well as security wise you know so um yeah like i said it, it takes a journalist to get all in your business to figure out where you are and that kind of stuff track where you've moved and that kind of thing but you know when you get to that level you kind of you can kind of separate into different uh trust companies and holding companies so that way you know nobody fully knows what's going on mm -hmm. um and they don't have to know. So, um, yeah, that that but that definitely that definitely is what he would uh, what anybody can do actually, and mm. and it keeps a lot of folks out of your business. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's and that and that's key because I know a lot of people. Uh, sometimes we use these these great stories as examples, and um, but people are like, hey, listen, um, I'm never gonna play ball. My basketball day playing days are over. I can't sing a note. Uh, can't hit a baseball. There are multiple things that I cannot do. And so I don't think I'll have this trouble. Well, uh, you know, you, you know, it's a problem that we find a lot of people come in. Like, uh, I still know people who play the lottery, the lottery quite frequently. Yes. 
right? So here's a situation where you didn't have to be famous about anything anywhere and you could have been living your life and one lucky day you buy one lucky ticket and next thing you know you you could have a hundred million dollars getting ready to get into your face yes and uh we've all heard these horror stories of of people being harassed by families and and businesses and their lives being turned upside down and a lot more a lot more horror stories than there are great stories but here's a situation where you could have a structure in place and uh, I know me and you talk a lot of times about, hey, when that jackpot gets big and everybody takes that dollar chance on the ticket, you need a game plan. You were saying you and your family have a game plan, right? Yes, we have a game plan. We basically, I would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the the sub debate was whether whether it should be as dramatic as me faking my death or just disappear. You know? <laughs> I would, I would basically disappear and uh, basically put those same anonymity structures in place that we just talked about. I, like I said, underwriters, I know just who to go to. I'm going to Once Fiduciary, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, once I go to Once Fiduciary, get it done, then, you know, depending on the state, because I, th- I think you're going to get into this in a minute, but, you know, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, we claim it and I can take it and put it away. And that way, when folks start to come, because you're going to get the cattle rush, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, the high-end uh, real estate uh, agents and brokers call you. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, the luxury car salespeople start sending you. I mean, you become that target. They're going to they're going to yeah. back, um, what do they call it, uh, skip trace your yeah. name and, and figure out how to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of temptation. And so uh, for us, it's so much easier when we just say, hey, it's in, it's in a trust. That's right. Uh, and therefore, I can't touch it, which is technically true. I have control over it, which is not mm-hmm. anybody else's business. But technically, uh, I have to put in a request for things to be done. And right. so, you know, that's why you want the trustees to know how to look at business uh, proposals and say, yeah, because it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to be an angel investor mm-hmm. after you win the lottery, but you got to have a team around you to know how to vet these deals. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, the, the average American has been a wealth creator in the in the name of employment and not owner. So, right. yeah, uh, any, any you know, because I, I would also like to see the breakdown of lottery winners that were entrepreneurs when they won as opposed to employees and see who lost how much over time over time right yeah yeah i would be curious to see those numbers yeah yeah you know what me too i I think i I think i should try to dig up those numbers see if we put them in the links but uh i only remember one and well i remember one individual forgot what state he was in who did own businesses but um it just uh the, the money added to him and it just drove him insane um and then I remember there was another business owner. He kind of just, he didn't need the money. He kind of just rolled it over into a trust. Let's see if I should track them down. But um, you're right, though. The majority of us um, will come from um, an employment base. We wouldn't have had to deal with any uh, really sophisticated types of investments or anything. Most of everything we own would be in our name. So we're relatively easy to track. 
Yeah. And so I know the stunt is usually people try to go with masks on and costumes and all of that, but it's still your name on the paper at the end of the day. That's right. And your property's still in your name and your family members will see it. And eventually it'll get down to it when they mention the name. The lottery likes to use it for advertising purposes. Hey, you know, keep playing. Don't worry about the probabilities of winning because look, so it's such and such average Joe from here won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like you said, and, and very importantly, like you said, just like with Mr. Tory Lanez, he got found out because there were people combing court records, right? There yeah. are car dealers, scammers, investment uh, people combing lottery winnings, right? And it doesn't always have to be for a lot of money, right? 500000 600000 And here you are with more money that you probably would have had cumulatively at any one given time. That's right. And you have all kinds of people in your face almost every day. You barely have any room to breathe. And there you go. Right. And you're forced into to say, okay, well, this sounds okay. Well, I don't know if this sounds okay. Well, so-and-so is here, you know, uh, the second, third cousin first removed, you know, who was a friend of my father's roommate, all of a sudden they're over there like, hey, long time no here, long time, I never heard from you in my life. Yeah, well, let me tell you what happened. My dog now has got a bum leg, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the average person, like you said, without professional help, the average person, you know, how do they take their emotion out of it? You know, you know, let's say somebody close, you know, a cousin you might've known or something. How do you, how do you, you gotta be incredibly strong to look at somebody and tell them, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. That's right. Yeah, and, and just as good as winning the lottery are those who win, uh, that win huge settlements, big tort settlements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they're lucky, if it's if that settlement money was based on uh, non necessities, in other words, uh, you're not infirmed for the rest of your life based on that that actual occurrence that, that right. took place. So mm-hmm. now you get to spend that money freely. And that's just as dangerous as the lottery because I think uh, under certain circumstances, those that income is not taxed. Right, right. Under certain circumstances, it's tax-free. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. so I, I actually have seen where extended family, and, and, in, and in one case, actually the business venture that the, um, the plaintiff won, okay, the awardee won, mm-hmm. uh, turned it over to a family business that got started and it did take off Mm -hmm. it actually was successful it wasn't some glorified scam to get money from you know a newly enriched family member Uh, the problem is that again because of the lack of knowledge there was no paperwork tying to where the money came from other than you know the bank uh, transfers right so you know that uh, so basically that family member has no other way other than implied evidence to show that they actually invested in this business and their due equity and dividends from it. Right, right. So that that right. other family member has gone on to basically exchange that that lawsuit money for a profitable business that they control now. Right, right. With no repercussions, and, no no accountability. And uh, that's uh, you know, and again, you know just to shamelessly plug our underwriters, that's the whole idea. And if you have some experience with this early, when these windfalls uh, come to you, like you said, you know, hopefully nothing that has impaired you in any way, but when these windfalls come your way, you wanna be in a position where you can you can multiply this safely and anonymously. Um, yep, 
Yeah. And uh, I tell people it's uh, rough because you're, you, you know, you're always a target when you have money. You're always a target. Um, even the uh, basic inkling of anybody thinking you have money could potentially make you a target. And so um, part of uh, part of our family plan um, is if, uh, you know, when the lottery gets ridiculously big, is that, you know, it, it's it's up to a billion dollars or it's up to seven, eight hundred million. Well, we would, uh, there are certain states um, uh, and if you're so fortunate to live next to one of those states where you're allowed to remain anonymous, otherwise everything else uh, becomes public. Yeah. And so you would want to go to one of those anonymous uh, anonymous states. And um, it's interesting. It's uh, Arizona, Delaware, Georgia, Kansas, Maryland, North Dakota, North Dakota, Ohio, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia. And I believe it is New Jersey and Ohio, Delaware, Kansas, South, South Carolina, North Dakota, and New Jersey is also added in there. Okay. And okay. so I would, uh, I would, um, you know, I would, if, if it was available to me, I'd try to run over to one of those states because for one, I can collect anonymously. Yeah. Um, second, like we were saying, you, you would want to trust really to come in and claim uh, the money, right? And so now, like you said, we have some anonymous boring lawyer that's coming in to claim uh, the trust action, uh, to come in and to claim the winnings, and you're minding to stay anonymous. Now, you can live the most normal life possible. You can take your time, decide where you want to move to, and to everybody else, everything else is normal. Hey, did you hear somebody won the ladder? Yeah, I wonder who that was. Oh, some blind trust or PFTC <laughs> won this thing. Man, that's, uh, I wish it was me, man, I tell you, you know? And, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, you got you got your family members running around, hey, hey, okay, here's how we're going to do it, right? One by one, we're slowly going to leave this property, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. Wait till wait till the kids finish school. Wait for summer. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna take a nice family vacation. And then you sell the house and you never come back. You know, so that's right. <laughs> you know, but it allows it allows you some. Uh, one of the greatest things it allows you though is some breathing room. You just had life changing money hit your hand, and you need breathing room. You don't need people just calling you, hounding you, both strangers and families, the scammers, people trying to sell you stuff. You just need a little piece to get your head around. Hey, this is life changing. This is, could be generational changing. And like so many other lottery winners, it doesn't make sense for us to go broke. So let me start to apply this. Let me start to give myself this space. Let me stay anonymous. And then let me start to do the good that I would be looking to good. And then, and then if I want, I can bless family members, you know, they wouldn't know. So if they said, hey, you know, so-and-so was sick or this and that, man, that is thing. I could anonymously, which I thought is fantastic, I could anonymously help my family, right? Okay. Hey, I, I, I got a cousin who was sick or he, or, or got hurt or maybe he's having a trouble making a mortgage payment or, or whatever. And he was like, hey, did you see this anonymously? Somebody, you know, paid a bill for me or got me a car when I needed it or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, let's get on our knees. Hallelujah. What a wonderful, what a wonderful blessing out of nowhere, right? That's right. And again you're able to help where you're able to help no guilt you're not telling anybody no and you can just go around and anonymously help so very important very important everyone everyone needs a structure that's right i agree yeah yeah, yeah you gotta have it so oh man yeah um 
Yeah. So, um, so we suggest that uh, that everybody starts to look in it, start doing your homework. You can start with our page. You can start, uh, you know, these these podcasts are going to be great. We're going to be going more and more into debt as these podcasts go on. Um, but start thinking about your household. And if you start looking around, you'll probably find that there's quite a bit of wealth built up uh, around. And you should start thinking about, you know, you might not never hit, you know, a big lottery or be the greatest basketball player, but... <laughs> Listen, we'll have a podcast where we'll talk about the pains of probate. If you don't yeah. at least have your your will and your basic trust system together, just to involve, uh, uh, just to get away from the probate procedure. So everyone should start thinking about a structure. It is meant for everyone, and yeah. these and these structures that are meant for everyone are not just for the wealthy people. You need a place to live. So does your wealth, your assets, and your capital. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look can't say it any better and uh i think uh i, I think i think we we've uh yeah i don't know what else to say <laughs> yeah well listen listen this is good we got the evil doctor business at the loss for words so basically what we'll say is to our audience out there we absolutely absolutely appreciate you uh keep listening absolutely. to the podcast Head yeah. on over to our Facebook page. Of course, our links will always be on our beacon. We will add some of the articles that we were speaking about to those beacon links. Yeah. And stay tuned. We got some exciting stuff come by. I think next week we will talk a little bit about probate. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about probate. And then uh, eventually, folks, you know, uh, make your way over to the page and let us know about other topics that you're curious about. Uh, you know, so uh, we definitely want to answer and clarify things for people. Uh, so that way they can know uh, what to expect you know as I always say if uh, part of knowing where to go is to know what to ask for yeah so uh, it's okay to ask and uh, we'll try to tell you what to ask for but definitely we look forward to probate next week and uh, you know thanks thanks for bringing that knowledge professor we appreciate it uh, evil doctor business as always we like your legal perspective and keeping us in the right direction <laughs> well, thanks so much. All right, folks, till next time. Follow till next time, time, folks. We'll talk to you later.